welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. My name is Andrew, and tonight we are looking at uh, the first half of Kevin's Formative Four, which he will tell you, inform you more about in just a second. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Um, it's great to be here, and tonight we are going to talk about uh, Bitches Brew by Miles Davis and Lawn Boy by Fish. Um but yeah, it's um, I'm doing all right, you know. Um, let me see. I did a couple of cool things. Um, you know, I impulsively bought plane tickets to Denver, uh, taking the family for a trip in the middle of May. So I'm excited about that. Getting the hell out of Chicago, yeah, and uh, going hiking in the fucking mountains for a couple of days. It'll be fun. Which mountains you're going so, in? Um, <laughs> those, those Rocky Mountains, high. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to Rocky Mountain National Park. You're going to Breckenridge. We've done that already. Um, we haven't necessarily decided yet. Um, we're probably like flying in late. No, I think we're going to probably like we're looking at a couple of houses in Nederland right now. Oh, Nederland. Freaking beautiful. Right. Um, there's a they, couple they of They have houses. a rich breakfast place there. That we used to drive up there. Magical fairy world right? up there. So the um, Rolling Stones used to stay there when they played Denver. No nice. shit. In Netherlands. I guess they like they were offered some house there and they just tore the fuck up out of it. There are these fly on the wall for that shit, dude. There's <laughs> these two Airbnbs that are at the basically right at the trailhead. And so they both have hot tubs. They're both fucking beautiful Whoa, houses. Probably um, $1.2 million. I mean, it's it's you know, we uh Bought the cheap ass plane tickets, um, you know, impulsively. Like, fuck it, let's just get it. We're uh, we're going in between the kids' birthdays for uh, for like th- uh, three nights. Um, but it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to getting on a plane. We're both uh, both my wife and I are vaccinated, so I don't know. We'll give it a try. Yeah, good for I you. Mean, the kids are kids, you know. My kids are going. Uh, my Nine-year-old is going back to school four days a week, so I'm incredibly grateful for that. So things are looking up, mm. kind of turning a corner. Um, God damn, I hope there's live music soon to go to and enjoy oh, with you, gentlemen. You know, it's coming. I truly it's coming. hope so. So how uh, how are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well. I uh, I'm also. We also just bought plane tickets this week. We're going to Florida. We got a house in Fort Lauderdale. We're chilling with our fr- we're chilling with our friends and like. A, a block from the beach. Oh, that sounds and, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's going to be killer. I wanted to talk to, uh, I've got, we were talking earlier about our kids and uh, Rob and, well, all three of you guys have kids that are slightly older than mine. And I had one question for you, mm-hmm. which c- oh. came up when Kevin was talking about his kids sleeping in their brand new lazy boy, which is do right. kids just progressively get to be bigger dirt bags as they get older. Well, like greasy, just like, like leaving like their shit dirty, everywhere. Never shower. Oh, never showering. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, I have two daughters. No, yes. I'm not having that particular experience, but uh, you yeah, know. it's just, I they're have just friends that have though. They're just icky, like all around. Like they just get like the older ones just. Oh, they're ugh, gross. Just, I mean, they're baseline. Yeah, I mean, gross. maybe that's just maybe we have different yeah. definitions, but like I, sh- I think she's a real. I mean, they're baseline. Bag, so I'm gross, interested to sure. see if she's going to progress oh. <laughs> into a worse yeah. baseline or it's a yeah. hundred. No. It's a hundred percent, Jed. Yeah, it's it's an uphill battle, um, but it's also something that 
you know, here's the thing. Um, for a fucking year, they didn't really leave the four walls. Yeah, I think that's part of what I'm feeling basis. like and right that's now. Is really, the, I would right? scrub the walls so, with a sponge. Yeah. I'm I'm entirely um I'm entirely open to giving them a little space to figure it out and let the social yeah. cues also kind of work in that favor. I'm I'm a big believer in natural consequences. So like, you know, I know with my kids, they don't want to stick out like yeah. that. And so I think there's some motivation a- there and I have to trust that and give them that chance before I force it and sure. preemptively don't give them the opportunity to make yeah. that's 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 important to remember at least with that older one like the younger one has all sorts of stuff where she's just she will never recognize anything any social cue exactly but that one yeah i've, I mean, I've started to notice yeah, her picking right? up on like oh yeah maybe i I should use a fork, right? <laughs> you know, like maybe I should right. that kind of yeah, that kind of stuff. Kids are that like, took a while yeah. for Lily, who is yeah. both of the, both of our yeah, kids. Yeah, they're a little talking bit about are natural born yeah, geniuses. They're kind of, but uh, yeah, they didn't want to use silverware, and like Lily just wanted to eat with yeah. her hands, so, and it was like, yeah. like the daycare is like she eats with her hands, and I'm like, I know so she sees that as the most efficient way to get that food into her body. It's fuel. <laughs> Right. Help! Well, not only help, that, why don't you help me yeah. out with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah teach <laughs> right. Rob, how are you doing, yeah. brother? <laughs> um, I'm good. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Rob McCain had, had a hilarious week of work, and and it all culminated into this crazy ass Friday. Um, but I, what got me through it is knowing that I was going to be able to hang out and cut loose, and it's I don't know, like. I, I love hanging out with my friends. Like I obviously know that, like I love socializing with the people that I love basically, which three, the three other guys on this are three of them. Yeah. So, um, whether you guys know it or not, we're actually really good friends. So, uh, I, I and lovers. <laughs> yeah. we love to I love, love to love to socialize with, I love to socialize with my friends, but of music, I can, this kind of scratches that itch a little bit. Cause like, I didn't have to go anywhere. I can take or drink or whatever I want. And you guys kind of like, we're hanging out. Right. And you guys can take or drink or take, you know, whatever you want. The one thing is, is I can't give you what I have, which upsets me sometimes. But, <laughs> Cause I like to do that. But Drew, did you give us how you've been doing lately? Um, did anybody, did anybody ask you or are we get, what's going on with you? Yeah. Mm, I've, so I've been working a new job now for a little over a month, and it seems to be going pretty good. Um, quite good, really. I mean, what does it entail in a nutshell, Drew? Uh, I'm a blog writer. I'm a writer. That's cool. And so, folks, I, he's a hell of a writer. He really content is. producer. Yeah, content writer, SEO content writer, and uh, I churn words all freaking day. Is that your Drew? Is that your like actual title? Mm-hmm. We'll say that again. SEO SEO content writer. Wow. Mm. And and it's how marketing. how? So it's ba- basically just a variation of marketing, correct? Yeah, kind of. It's supplying companies with blogs on their websites and then hooking them through in a certain way so that they show up number one in their Google search like, results. Uh, 
can you can you somehow figure out how to make uh, the Music Challenge pod show up number one in our? It actually does. If you search the Music Challenge podcast, you'll see oh. like. Oh well, I mean, like just like pop up on everybody's screen or something. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I could weave it into like all all these other things. It was not received well. No, get this goddamn album off my phone. Exactly. We gave it to you. I don't want it on there. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why didn't they? Why didn't they give out the unforgettable fire? You know, like. Oh, really? Because it was good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're still making money off of it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Kevin, that's radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Nah. I, can I, yeah, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry, guys. No, man. Um, ask Radiohead how that works when you let people pay what they want. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Indeed. It's one of the perks of the rock and or role. Yeah. So, so in any case, Kevin, why don't you go a little bit more in depth about what? Sure. Why we're uh, why are we sitting here tonight? Okay, so we're sitting here tonight. Um, part of what made, I think, the first season uh, so special was the fact that you guys dove into the albums that were your formative albums. And it caused me to think about it in a really deep and profound way. And the four that I came up with, I think, um, are ones that I'm excited to talk about with you guys. And so I was thinking we would do two with this episode and two with the next episode okay. so that what we do in the future is better informed by all of our formative albums, all four of us. Okay. All right. So the one I want to start off with is a landmark album, uh, Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kind of the first real jazz fusion album. I think this is one of those albums to me that, profoundly changed how I hear music after I heard it. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's not a pleasant listen. It's dark, scary. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to work to get through it. Right. Initially it's not a pleasant listen. Right. Right? Like, and I mean that in, you know, like it, it's like, it's so unique that it makes it's an acquired right? taste. It's exploratory, does it no. not? Right. Like I like music that makes me work, and this is like this is like masterclass level make you work. Well, right? exactly. Oh, yeah. because, <laughs> right? I'd say it's like, doctoral level. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't the first Miles Davis album I heard. Obviously, right. Um, you know. Kind of Blue was, you know, the thing I first listened to Absolutely. and fell in love with. Sure. Understood kind of that softer side sure. of improv, you know, with a little bit of structure and, and all of that. And then this I got, this wasn't something that I listened to early, but like I said, it, it, it changed the way I listened and thought about music going forward. Right. Yeah. It was so far out there for me. It made me comfortable with a lot of that dark space musically, the use right. of silence. Um, Can I ask, uh, how old were you when you first heard this album? Well, you know, I, I think I was probably, uh, I had to be, this was probably 25 years ago now. So it would have been like 21 or 22 probably. Okay. Um, yeah, we're old, we're old folks. 
you know? And so if, if I think about what else I was listening to, I just started <clears throat> kind of listening to, you know, I don't know. Um, more some out of there that, music or more like jazz kind of fringe. Like I was kind of done with classic rock by then, okay. you know, I had gone through classic rock. I'd gone sure. through metal like, and I started kind of getting into stuff exactly that was kind of more exploratory in nature. And, you know, the, the way in which this album was kind of pivotal for me was, um, interestingly enough, like, so before I got married, I took a trip to Amsterdam mm. basically. Right. Love and so, places. you know, they have those smart shops, Right. Right, it's little where, shops where they sell things. Mm-hmm. Exactly, where they smell. Mm. They sell things. Yeah, yeah. and so at the, at the end of the counter was, um, I think I've you heard know, this story the, before. The, on the, the left side I, of the counter was Cubensis. The stuff on the right side of the counter, I don't know what the hell it was called, but it was basically going up in degree, and I was just like. Uh, give me that all the way on the sure. right, whatever that right. is. You know, this right. is my once in a lifetime shot. Of this. <laughs> That's what I'm we talking about, that. Kevin. That's <laughs> right? what I'm talking about, Kevin. And you are a wise one. And Kevin. so this was right before, this would have been like 2002-ish, maybe 2003. Okay. Right? Right, right. Um, which was, you know, it wasn't the first time I heard it. It was just kind of a seminal time with the album. Sure. So basically um, what ended up happening is I ended up turning the form into liquid, basically. Like and that's what I prefer. We just talked, yeah. And then was able to, and this was before like TSA was a thing. Sure. So right. I could still have a water bottle slung to the side of my backpack. There you go. And just keep it and just say it's water. And so I bought an orange Nalgina water bottle. Right. And then so just, you couldn't tell what color was in there. And it just cold. sat there. And I figured, well, if I have to drink it, I'm having a fun ass. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be right. I'll see right? you in a day. But then I just basically just kind of kept it with me for the entire flight. Nobody. Yep. Thought twice you, about it. Did you take a little swig when you were flying? Because I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Um, you are, like I said, for it in my eyes. You, are a, you are a wise <laughs> window, <one>. window seat. <laughs> but basically, after I, got home, after, after, after I got home, after I'm taking over this damn thing. Um, I had the place to myself one night, and that was the album. And I had an equalizer at the time with pulsing lights, right? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the full spectrum pulsing lights and just okay, had right this there. album yeah. on you got and me. I became one with it, um, basically. Yeah. And it, I feel like it changed how I hear music and it caused me like my mind to kind of open up to certain places.
improv to dark space right. to just to the 23 minute pure brilliance. Right? It's, it's, it's right? not pure just Miles Davis. I mean, these it's, are the yeah. baddest motherfuckers Absolutely. on the planet that came together no, it's for these albums. The, the backbone, and I mentioned this to you guys before, um, it, the, the Isle of Wight performance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the link, Andrew, to post this to the Facebook page. This. It's Jack Dijonette and Dave Holland are the backbone. So it's Dijonette on drums and Dave yeah. Holland. Um, it's just they're so rock solid in this album. Um, yes. It's just every damn song. It's so good. Um, right. You know, and you've got Chick Corea and Joe Zawano both playing electric piano. Uh, Herbie is Herbie, <coughs> Herbie Hancock is yeah. on this. Herbie yeah. Hancock. Uh, um, fucking John McLaughlin. Korea, who went John on to, McLaughlin. Uh, his, Tony his Williams. Bell's own bands. Uh, Joe Zawano. Weather Report. Yeah. He's can you, ma- can you imagine if Hendrix ever landed here? Oh, this is where <laughs> I honestly think he was headed. I oh, mean, it absolutely well, was. Go yeah, down Drew, Drew yeah. always kept reminding me that that was like that's that yeah. was a that was on the plan. That was like agenda. Was right. Like, yeah. Well, oh, you go down the a couple albums down the road, and that like Live Evil. That's where he would have landed. And oh, that I mean, been. can you imagine? Imagine him and Jocko together, dude. Yeah, I can't. I'm not so yeah. right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, to see, and you guys have to watch this Isle of Wight performance. I'm telling you, it is stunning. It's professionally filmed. It's all of these guys. It's Miles being the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Just legitimately owning an entire fucking huge festival full of people. And this is like free jazz and fusion and like mm-hmm. shit that doesn't move crowds. Typically they were drinking so that compelling. liquid though. It's so amazing. Hopefully. It's an amazing, amazing <laughs> performance. And then the other miles thing that I feel like I have to, I have to mention is mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the Netflix biography um, that's oh, about him. I didn't know that existed. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's shit. Fantastic. Tomorrow you night. Learn things. You know what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. learn things about Miles. You see I'm watching firsthand. Coming to America too. <laughs> the, the absolute. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Um, Go ahead. You see the absolute bullshit that he had to put up with as a human being. And sure. A black man in the 50s, right. 60s, and early 70s. And Entertaining the shit out the of 80s. people. And, and like innovating like new music yeah and still being shunned not not even able to stay in some of the hotels that other acts stayed in when they played at those clubs right the band could stay in a better hotel than he could it's freaking horrible anyways but it's uh, different in europe but we gotta do that yeah so it's a it's just i highly recommend it 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 completely um uh it gave three dimensions to my understanding of him as a person. And it was a fascinating documentary. Sure. That's on Netflix. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh, dude, I'm all over it. Yeah. It's fantastic. So highly recommended. And then the, the Isle of Wight performances on YouTube. And so like that too is just a, a fantastic watch. We'll put it up on the, on the Facebook page. Um, we'll get. That so up. what are your highlights? Like what songs really stick out for you? So, I mean, you know, like the, I love Pharaoh's dance. Just, sure. you know, mm-hmm. it just, it's just comes out so strong. Mm-hmm. 
then every you know, note has a place, right? Um, yes. The way in which Miles commands and, and pulls back at times and it arranges just, somewhat, right? Or a lot, probably. It's mostly improv, but also right. what they did on this album is they took tape loops. Um, it was pretty revolutionary. Yes, they right? did. Isn't this a, like a? Isn't it a groundbreaking way to record? Yeah, it was a groundbreaking way to edit. It's actually nineteen edits. I just read. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. Rob. I just no, talked all over. Um, yeah, it's it's some pretty fascinating stuff um with what they were able to do and then i mean miles runs the voodoo down is just Dude, that um, tune like yeah. i i listened to it all the way through and i'm gonna show a hand here in a minute when it when they call me and it's my turn i know i've been interrupting but your turn uh, rob tag it is, is dude it's at my turn <laughs> yeah. so my my progression with Miles Davis was somewhat similar to Kevin and I heard, and maybe that's everybody's first album they hear, first record they hear, kind of blue, but um, that's some sweetness, right? And if, if we're going to talk about that real quick, John Coltrane yep. um, documentary on Netflix is wonderful too. It's called Chasing Train. Amazing. Mm. Again, like an yep. unbelievable human being and a badass fucking player so anyway oh, he's amazing i have unbelievable use of his cds uh, i have some recordings of his <laughs> he's talking about showing our age yeah um, really so i've heard this album in sections i don't know probably a bunch but i legitimately have never sat down and listened to it from start to finish neither had i and and i jed i was like what the fuck is wrong with me? I say I'm a, <laughs> I say I'm a music fan and this exists oh, well, and I've never yeah. heard it all the way through. Like what's wrong with me? He yeah. kicked but, a hole in the sky on this one. Jed, what'd you think about it? Well, I, you know, like my, my first, like everyone else, like I, I, I listened to some, some Miles Davis early on. I played trumpet like oh. From seventh right. grade through like okay. sophomore year of high school, so like Did you ever meet Miles Davis? <laughs> shook his hand, but like so that was like I mean even there you're not even like really getting shown the way you know like unless you have a really cool person teaching you how to play trumpet they're like play totally. do it you know it's really really like, just band bullshit yeah and like i wish i had that like Learning. cool band teacher being like throwing me the stuff under the table like because i probably right. would have like, you need to check plan you know right but i uh and i and i what didn't ever i like got into jazz with like thelonious monk right. listening to that like i was really into him for a while um, I didn't but, know that. But then I started, I listened to, I started listening to bitches brew, like in that same zone, like 18 to 22, where I thought I was like, a, okay, like Hepcat cool. And like, sure. Reading lots of Kerouac and like doing <laughs> like all the beat, ever, all, doing all the beat shit. And like, that's when I would like put this on, but it was in the background. Like I never, you know, like, yeah, I keep coming back to the idea music, of like right? listening, yeah. listening to something as like a kid, and listening to something when like when you're an old man. I'm 41, right? No, is yeah. a completely different experience. And, Absolutely. And even then, like I listened to this like three or four times in the last couple of weeks, hmm. most of the way or all the way through. And then I sat down tonight, and I hadn't listened to it on headphones almost oh, just, like just a little bit. Like most of it was in the car. Great. 
because but the, it's good in the, the car the, too. the pieces are i just don't have the time to sit and listen to sure. right something that i don't want to walk away from that i'm like focusing on i can listen to like a 30 minute yeah. fish jam but like right. i can walk right. away right. from that because i've heard it all before right but like this i wanted to focus on right. each piece as its own thing sure. at least so and that was in the car so i had a, a decent drive and i listened to the the whole thing like between there and back and that was the perfect way to do it if I had had headphones on. Cause now I need to like find a time where I can sit for two hours sure. and listen on my Sunday headphones to morning. this album. Cause it's such a different experience. Um, and I think because, because I knew what we were going to talk about tonight and like who we were going to talk about, which was, you know, miles and a little bit of fish, like, I couldn't help to be drawn to those places where it sort of ignited a relationship because I knew that that relationship yeah. existed. Um, but I definitely, I found it the most in Spanish key. Uh, there are like, there are a few moments awesome. in that, in that, you know, 17 and a half minutes. Mm where it could just as easily have been fish playing like practically it's going to sound like sacrilege to to miles davis fans and you know like all the fish fans will respect that but but that's where it all it really it like really jives like just right you know it just it like it turns those screws and you're like oh yeah, this has so like this had a ton of impact on those dudes that I For love from Vermont. Basically, he showed everyone like Jimi Hendrix did with guitar solos in a way like he showed people what was possible with arranging a band and just taking it to these places, you know, putting these like kick ass players together to do this. Um, You know, I don't know. And to think of, like you said, the just the bevy of the musical tree of bands that erupted uh, from this. Yeah, the influence these that guys had was just I mean, I've seen probably blind. six of these dudes in concert. And right? they've all been billed exactly. as played with Miles Davis on bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. They still say that, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's like still, anyone who played with Zappa. That's how they're known for the rest of their exactly. life. And I guess that's a good badge to wear, obviously. <laughs> I did not know either. So um, I did a little research about Miles. And um, I did... I didn't know he played with Charlie Parker and Thelonious Monk. I had no idea oh, yeah. mm. when he was a goddamn teenager. Yeah, he's a child. Yeah. Right. He was and just the dude with the chops back then. Back to the whole um, similarities between fish and, and like a fish jam and what miles was doing and what you were listening to when you, it makes more sense. Cause that's another thing I was thinking when I was listening to it was when Trey goes out on those crazy off the wall jams and like, and then brings it all back. He does that with absolute precision. It's just, I don't know. It's amazing. 
Yeah, he's a conductor. I mean, it's like Zappa in that way. It's exactly. so tight and it's just. Or Zappa's like him. But yeah. Right? I like either way, yeah. it's just genius. You know, it's like that level, right? Full uh, direction. Right. Yeah. Right. Like full genius. Yeah. Like alien almost. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I would get I the alien say, tag for sure. He is a, he's a goddamn alien. And so is Prince. So Drew, what's your experience? You didn't, did you talk about, you, you didn't really. <clears throat> Not too much. To... I, I had this dude in my, uh, uh, well, Andy Green in, in my, in my past who uh, introduced me to a lot of shit. Like it was the type of deal where like I would go over to his house and, and this was like post-college and I would go over to the dude's house and I knew it was just going to be him and he, him and I having a three hour sesh. Um, what like smoking you know, weed and listening to Miles? Sure. That's why listen, you like doing that so much. <laughs> listening to something, you know, it'd be it'd be like introducing me to new music every time. Oh, know? so he would he was somebody that was like a yeah, music he's quite shaman a, to you. Yeah, yeah, he was. Okay. I don't know. He might even be listening. I'm not. I'm not even sure. Those but if so, Andy, shout out, man. What's that? Yeah, so those so, people out there are amazing. I we've all all four. He of turned me on to Steely Dan. He turned right. me on to whatever. He Sad. didn't turn me on to Miles Davis, but he put this album on one day, right. and it was just like, oh man, yeah. And it like it certainly it, it added it adds to your paradigm of how you listen to music. It's like a new rule in music. Four, it's like four, like anything four. you listen to from here on out has this has to be considered. It's a as, little different. Yeah, I mean, it. it it really blew out the borders of what was considered comedy, especially because it was jazz going electric. I mean, it wasn't right. the very first album, with but he facts. corroborated it with another album, a 90-minute album. Like wah pedals and crazy effects yeah. on his trumpet. And I didn't know this, but, dude, I read some descriptions of him that were just like he was groundbreaking basically any music that followed him any baddest motherfucker in the world oh yeah and that's basically exploration what he said. did like went everywhere right and oh, um yeah like recording crazy. methods all kinds of crazy stuff um it's just amazing dude just unreal well, so here's another um kind of miles davis uh thing that we used to do back in the day so just so you know we're running long but go are ahead. we Okay. All right. Um, so the, well, forget it then if we're running. No, let's go ahead and tell it. Maybe it's, I mean, no, I'll cut some out. Us. I don't know it what could this could be. So choice. Just, could just be. All right. put it out so, there. Um, I don't be. know if any of you are familiar with uh, Big Fun, the Miles album, Big Fun. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's in 1974. It's another one of those, like, um, it's eight songs two hours and 20 minutes, right? It's like, okay, yeah, beefy, right? It's afternoon listening. Well, and you know who turned me on to it? Fucking Alana Rockland, the bass player. Oh, dude. Why why wouldn't she? Why would she? She's talking about. Makes all the sense in the world. Right? Like, yeah. Somebody that is just obviously a musical shaman, her and her husband. And then I She studied with Victor Wooten. She's unbelievable. Yeah. Insane musician. But she had that CD. It was kind of a big deal. And she was like, check this out. 
was fucking cool. And you yeah. knew her right here. I'm so oh, yeah, she was yeah, yeah she you guys were like oh, yeah, she stayed in my apartment. <laughs> I'm sort time. of like <laughs> <laughs> she was part of our like she was um she was part Nathan of our, like, and, group. Yeah. yeah, Nathan and uh oh, like they were friends. College buddies. Yeah, oh, that's Paul. cool. That's really she fun. lived cool. with um yeah, she lived with uh no last names, remember, but remember yeah. she was she was uh, married to one of Nate's great buddies from DePaul, yeah, Brad, and she's like, I don't know, they were our friends. Hell, the first night I'm I went out with my wife because I met my her, wife. but, the, but the first night I went, thank you, <laughs> the first night I went out with my wife, my wife um, was it was it Martyrs, and it was to see Alana Rockland and that dude that played the trumpet through crazy effects. Do you remember that band she was in? No. Machina? I remember. I mean, I Machina. can't remember the Machina. band. I don't remember. Yeah. Machina yeah, yeah. was the name of it. Yep. Yeah. I, I yep. saw a fish at the palace with her and Brad oh, and Nathan. Oh, dude, that is a legendary show. That's that awesome. is a 96. legendary, right? 96, not 97. 97's a legendary oh. one. I had 10th row center no, for that. but that was 97 96. show. 96 but I saw ninety six is worthy too. In any case, I tell you what, since we're peering <laughs> in this direction, why don't Let's we just take a break, well, take a break and, and then we'll talk about fish. And then we will talk about it. So uh, let's break off. We will give you uh, uh, listen up. We're going to give you some socials and some commands in, in the next few minutes. So uh, follow yeah, them. Plan. Yes, like please follow them. Music calls to action. So uh, be cool, and we'll talk to you in a few minutes. And smoke them if you got them. There you yep. go. See you in a few. Peace. See you in a few. Bye. This is Andrew, one of the hosts from the Music Challenge Podcast, and I want to tell you how you can help us bring you more awesome music commentary episodes. You can subscribe in the listening app of your choice, or you can share this episode with someone you think might dig it. Uh, Please leave a rating and review for us on the listening app of your choice. That's a great way for regular listeners to be involved and let us hear from you. You can get in touch with us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook. Just search Music Challenge Pod and like us to follow us. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. We hope you enjoy the Music Challenge Podcast and thanks for listening. challenge podcast uh i'd like to give you a few announcements before we get going um one is that uh this is our second to last episode of the season just so you know 
and we are going to be coming out with a third season uh, with little just a slight little break there and then we're going to come out with the third season of uh well we're, we're playing around the title but let's just say you're going to hear some incredible it'll be quick because drew makes us work <laughs> i mean that's true i'm a slave not a slave anything <laughs> it's a labor, uh, it's, it's a labor, labor of, love. of love it's my passion project i try and stay away from certain words nowadays um <laughs> good job. good job thanks uh <laughs> any case yeah it's a passion project for sure so i I keep these guys i want to keep these guys humping so and we hope to get you out a few things in the meantime just you know pop out a little say hi whatever and uh we'll keep in touch and maybe if you're lucky you'll hear what we were talking about in between (laughs) yeah i gotta admit that's where the real that's where the real conversation goes yeah yeah that's fans only shit, right? Yes. Right. And if you're a cop, could you please uh, just email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com? And that way we, we right. just want to know. We know who not to allow to see that. Right. No so cops at clownpenis.fart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. That is our website. <laughs> uh, missing that. But uh, in any case, another thing is. Uh, don't, don't get me going. See, do we have any shout outs we want to give to super fans or anything? I did have one. I can't remember what the fuck it was then. Uh, who's been talking? Uh, Cherry. Cherry loves us. Tim Cherry has been giving us some love, and I love him. So. And he loves you guys. Woo woo. Yeah, thanks for who's thanks ever for listening. listening. We love Tim you. Cherry. We love you. Oh yeah. Hey, here's a shout out to France. You're... Keep keep going strong. Uh France oh, is really? download or is, is downloading. Right now someone in Great Britain's loving us. So hey, Great Britain. Nice. Proud to Oop. hear you. Uh we're ranking, I think, somewhere around five thousand on the charts in Brazil. That's what I'm keeping notified of. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so five thousand. There's a top yes. five thousand. We love <laughs> yeah. you. We actually charted about I think about two eighty six in the USA or something like that. See, that's uh, pretty dope. So for music, what's our for next music. season is gonna be four waxed dads. In Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. We'll do a we're doing a calendar. It's gonna be awesome. Right. right. It's our oh, new yeah. fundraiser. It's a calendar. Merch. The music challenge podcast calendar. Oh my god, we should do it. We had a, I had a friend who did a uh I don't wanna flip the June. His his buddy owns a uh a barbecue sauce company that's vet owned. I forget the name of it. I wish I could advertise it for because it's dope as hell. It's super good. And uh but yeah, he posed like he's like a you know, bigger gentleman, like husky dude. Sure. And he was on a swing, like sucking on a, t- on, on a bone, like a, on a wing. And it was just the most beautiful image in the world. I might have to snap a shot of it. And wow. Maybe those sponsors. Where was he from? Where was he from? Lombard. He's from like down uh, south? No, he's from Cary. Yeah, he lives in, oh. lives in Crystal Lake now. Jason. Got it. Whoop. Got it. Potential sponsor. Whoop. whoop. Right. Hey, we love oh, for the barbecue sauce. sauce. Yes. If I had yep. known the name of no that free ads before this, yeah. I mean, well, I, that's why I didn't. No name free ads because we can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> like backcharge them or something. <laughs> hey, we use your name. You owe me. Hey, dude, I love this one product, but I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, <laughs> if you pay me some money, I might. Remember you guys, the get name. me. All right. What are we doing right now? 
So, yeah, Kev, what are we doing? So we're doing album number two of my formative four, and that's Lawn Boy by Fish. And so what's special about this album was, I think for me, it was um, it was the first album that, like, upon immediately hearing the first couple of notes of the squirming coil, um, it, it was like my brain was just tickled. Um, you know, I was in college at the time. It was the early 90s. Um, they were, this was, you know, in Fish's history, this was like their like third batch of songs, right? You know, they had the mm-hmm. stuff on uh, the white tape. And then they had the stuff Which from Junta. Junta, yeah. Junta, yeah. And then... Junta, Junta. Right? This was... This was kind of that third batch. And so these are like the OG versions of some of the most seminal fish songs. And Mm -hmm. I burned the living crap that I would, as opposed to Miles Davis, which was something that like I, you know, I listened to and it transported me into a bunch of other music. This fish album transported me further into fish. And so I immediately dove into live tapes, um, you know, and then I was fortunate enough to see him pretty early. You know, my first show right. was uh, June of 94. So I passed up the opportunity to go to Tinley Park in 1993 because I had I. just driven down to Champaign to move into my new house in Urbana at the time, going into junior year of college. I said, and Steve. So... Yeah, basically, um, I was like, they were all going. I was on U of I's campus the same night, being like, well, I, I should probably be there. But Yeah, I mean, my new roommates were literally going back to Tinley Park from where I just came. Um, and so, you know, this is pre-cell phone, all that stuff. Um, and sure. so I was like, oh, I'll get them next time around. And so um, I ended up basically kind of forgetting about it until... Um, I, you know, I saw they were coming to UIC and bought an obstructed view ticket and walked in and my life changed. UIC was the first place you saw fish play live. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been like, that would have been, um, they played their two shows in 1994. They played in, um, June, June, um, and the night after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then. When I I didn't go to the Thanksgiving show because I felt guilty. I felt like I needed to stay home and spend that time with my parents. Um, sure. So I just chose I not, not to. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I felt, went to the no show. Guilt. You know that show, <laughs> that first true. that first show, um, that June show. It's pretty epic and legendary, just in terms of it being um, right. I don't know. It's one of the, to me, it's one of the, I don't know, it's probably a dozen, half dozen, like perfect fish shows, like just perfect. Sure. List wise, everything, everything's perfect. They executed um, just that whole experience. Um, and, and the thing about Lawn Boy was that that was kind of the portal to that stuff. Right. <laughs> and so I sure. drove so far into that world and that's where I met a lot of you guys, you know, and that's where I met right. Andrew. That's where I met you, Rob, you know, kind of going to those shows. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We ended up in the same crew and, you know, we ended up in 
like traveling across the country together effectively, right? right. To see Break this band. Crew. It was right? tight. Like, and it yeah. was like a good bunch of dudes. I mean, and we found we each other destinations. That was our glue. It was like a symbiotic relationship. Like us and fish, you know what they I'm saying? They gave us, like, it we was, gave to them. Right? Well, I was I was like left skanking to like bad ska bands at Fireside Bowl as a 14-year-old while you guys were doing this. <laughs> right. But separately. Right. So Jed's a little younger. Well, I'm slightly younger, but I did find fish in 1998 at it's not UIC. Not yeah. Live, um, which legendary happens venue, to be, right? yeah, like pre island, I was pre island tour, which happens to be my like kind of perfect. It was like in July, was, wasn't it? So, so Jed, when I mentioned um, that first time, no, it was fall. Oh, I'm sorry, okay, fall, yeah, it fall, was, yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was wasn't pre island tour, it was then. November. So, Jed, no, yeah, you're right, it was right after. So, Jed, as uh, as someone who got into right. fish after, yes. Like, what was your delivery first my, delivery? My result? entry, and did you my, listen to albums per se? My my entry point was uh, specifically Rift, which okay. I okay. still sure. love. Like mine, that's the and that was mine. That's too. the album that, that I was, still connect to. But then, too. like, right, my wife is also pretty deep fish head, and like, Lawn Boy is her is her album. And it like makes all the sense in the world. Cause it was just like first exposure. Right. Cause this out sure. like lawn boy is such a like squirming coil, right? Like massive. Just, it, this whole and thing it's, it, is whoppers. It's really great. There's moments where Trey gives it right? all he's got. not a lot of great fish fish albums. Studio, studio albums that I, oh, that yeah. I will preach about. But, and those are about this two. one. Like Lawn Boy right. and Rift are like kind of what you need to, right. need to hit. But Hunta and, and I'll tell you, Picture and Nectar is pretty damn good. Picture too. and Nectar is good. So they're not they're terrible. Not I, uh, over the years, I've grown to appreciate and, the albums more. Like back in the day, I was like, no, live, too. live, live. That's all me. I want. Those yeah. were all my entries. And of course I like grew up with these guys going to see fish and I just, I hated the horrible quality of some of those like tapes, digital tapes. So I didn't, I didn't my experience, shit. I know. And they didn't. And some of them were, were really good quality. I did. They're, they're overly thing, clean. Right? Sometimes they, they'd like purify right. them to a point where yeah. it's almost, uh, and it's almost it's, like it's, it's in like a tin and, can kind of. Yeah. yeah. So um, a great friend of mine who I'm still unbelievable friends with um, Christy introduced me to, to this album. I didn't even know it existed. I was stoned as hell at her place. She throws it on and I was like, wait, this is like all these songs kept coming on. And then I went out and bought it. So that was like always my entry to different music. So 
the way I kind of progressed, and this is in, I think, 96 Champagne was my first show. Right. I think that's when it was. And that's when I, I met was there, Drew. by the way. And and Kevin also, probably early on in all our like we, friendships we, and shit, we met Rob. And shit like that. <laughs> and I was loving. Jed was the paper boy. Uh, right, right. I was. We were like, no, you can't come yet. Uh, remember, it was so, so like Rob and, I, Rob and I met at some pre-show yes, uh, party, so so to speak, right. for this fish. The silent, the silent jam because we were above yeah. a department office. That would not let us play music or anything. And there's fucking 15 people packed into this single room apartment. Right. Going to see fish. Going to see fish. Probably stoned out Passing, of our gourds with like. Whatever. And. Psychoactive drugs burning holes in our pockets for Christ's Right. Sake. So we call it the silent jam brains. because we had to remain absolutely silent for about 45 minutes until their office closed up. And more <laughs> people kept showing up and more people kept showing up. And it was, it, it was like we were all standing in an elevator. It was, it was crazy. Right. And then, and then Rob asked me what albums I was into. And the thing is, I had known Rob for longer than that. You know, Rob and I met before this. He's like, what albums are you into? Right. I'm like, I honestly have never heard a Fish album. He doesn't. Right. <laughs> Didn't even know what. You're new. No, it wasn't that I was new. I'd only heard, oh, I it was, was raised like, on live no, tapes. Never listened to an album. Yeah. That's great. Ever. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know what their studio albums consist of. I listen to their live music. Yeah. So, so I had a friend who just went gonzo, or a roommate, you know, just went gonzo collecting tapes. And Crazy. every single night we were listening to new shows and whatever. And so that was a good time. You know, people coming over like Rob, you know, come over, listen to some, come over to listen to music. and Right. It was always going on for sure. Wish yeah. I had that. Network the newness that of point. tapes at that point in time was that was the currency. Like it was, yes. you know, how quickly right. can you generations get a right. relatively crisp second generation? Like that was right. pretty much it. Cause after you got past that, eh, eh, you know, it's kind of hissy. A lot of yeah. the tapes were just hissy right. after that. But you know, I don't know. Like, if you knew a tape, kind of or, are you talking about audience tapes? Well, is, was it tapes was or? it was it the the fact that like, they, when did they stop letting people tap into the soundboard? Soundboard. Uh, they is that allow that on certain it? nights? I mean, yeah, I think it was. They just like felt every felt now and then like, they'll just okay, we'll do it. We'll let you do it. Well, you but early early on, I know that there was a point where they were like, it, all right. Someone like unplugged one of their after ninety. One, sometime in, in ninety three, it got fucked up enough that they yeah. Someone like it. yanked out a, a thing and they lost. Oh, I'm pretty sure or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like something happened like that. Where yeah, because like, that's why it was. Um, like I remember for the longest time, uh, the my first show six eighteen ninety four. It was Paige's copy that of us of the soundboard that was made for him that's kind of the legend of before it got released the good sounding 61894 tape was supposedly page's copy somehow it got somebody really? made a copy of his copy and then that kind of seeded so everybody <laughs> at best is getting like third generation maybe you know and like right. someone was smart right. enough to so, splice off of a just just take Take his out and plug it into a splitter, right? Something oh, like that. But yeah, do the same thing. So, um, 
I mean, but that's how the legend, like that's why fish was so easy to fall in love with because of all those weird stories right. and legends. And like the fact that you had to they, like, you had to buy bubble mailers. You had to buy, you had to go to Best right. Buy and buy like a 10 pack of Max Bell tapes. You had to fucking, right. like, that's, you know I, what I, I mean? And like you either that. had Dude, to that was send blanks like, and postage. Current, blanks right? and postage. Like, right, and, blanks and postage yeah. or trade yours because like I was thinking of, I was driving around the other day uh, thinking about this, uh, the idea of like getting excited that like Mo tapes were going to show up in the mail. Right. 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 Like that kind of shit, you know, like the third and to fifth tier jam band stuff. Like I would get, like I would trade with people and get stuff like the ominous sea pods mailed to me. Just, Oh my God, dude. Well, And I mean, if you think about all of those bands, like, and getting back to this album, like this fucker is like 31 years old, right? Like this is 30, you know, this is like, it started, a lot of this stuff started here. Like these are the songs that kind of birth a lot of this stuff. And these are the OG versions, right? Like the first notes of Squirming Mm -hmm. Coil, right? That opening, the opening piano notes. Sunset, I keep within my reach. Tried yesterday to get away and hitchhike to the beach. I saw sitting on the beach trying to catch a ray. He wasn't quite the speed of light and swimming color. He got away. So that's that's one thing I was going to say too, Kev. I agree. And this like this discussion about this record and it being one of your formative four, obviously insanely formative to the to all four of us. But um, it went out like way out there. We talked about other bands, Mo, and then we came back to Lawn Boy, and it was like a fish jam right there, dude. And this is what. Fish's music has done for all of us. to go along with it and then like people that wanted to do that same thing you know and i'll say forever some of the best piano that page has ever played is at the end of that squirming coil dude it still like almost brings tears to my eyes dude it's awesome i could listen to that for the rest of my life just like like you're crying right now Well, the thing that's so interesting about Fish, and we're all at this place where every one of these songs on Lawn Boy, you could look at them and go, I've got a favorite version 
you know, of that song sure. from this show. Absolutely. I've got a favorite version of Reba from this show. I've got a favorite version of Split yep. Open the Mouth, Bathtub Gin, Run Like an Antelope, Lawn Boy, like all of the OG classics, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's just, there's a history there. And, you know, whether it's the first version of them, the second version, the third version, you know, I, yeah, I mean, uh, the 800th right, version. It's, I mean, it just, it, it, it was a, you know, kind of a pathway and a portal to a lot of great times and to, on some level to the divine, you know, for me, it was like going to church for a long time, you know, 100%. It, at some point in time, it stopped being that for me and that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. But I fully mm-hmm. respect that it still is for some people. And I hope, I hope, I hope that things can get safe enough soon for people to be able to go back and, and go to that church, you know? 4.0. Sacred ground, that's right? The thing is like, yeah. For me, church hey. is just really great music. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. I mean, and that's what, I, that's I, what leaves I feel, me. Like, I feel like I'm at church at, at Fish a hundred percent. I, from the moment I stepped at, foot on a I, fish show, yeah, I felt yeah. like that, but I felt like that at, Seeing Doc Watson, seeing, you know, seeing amazing musicians over and over again throughout wherever you feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a really important thing for people to remember these days. Like, and fish exists. It's, it it can exist in other places. It's one of the first bands, big house with a cross on it. Like, and for, I think a lot of us, um, that was fish was the first band that really kind of, you know, if not the Grateful Dead, I mean, you know, I didn't see the dead long enough and deep enough to feel that sense of community. Sure. But like with Fish, it was there. But we did with right, Fish, like right? where every show mattered, every set list mattered. Like right. if you could make it, like you'd plan. There was a good three to four years where every single ounce of vacation energy was used to expend on seeing as many shows as possible. It's just a way of life, right? Yeah. It was like a like we got to recharge our battery through like each thing we would get to do, right? And then it was just like like you were swimming to get to the next the tour cycle. batch of fish shows. <laughs> right? Yeah. Could see, yeah. Right? Fuel, Go back you know, to Chicago, do a day one. of work, and then head back out. Literally yeah. <laughs> fuel for your psyche, right? That was I mean, it. It was yeah, it was psychic fuel. And then you know, when you could, you'd catch those other local shows of some of those smaller yep. bands, right? You know, um, so yeah, this was the portal, man. This was it. I'm glad you all got to share that uh, experience with me today. Heck yeah. Well, we should probably wrap it up. Um, now my yes. kid wants to play games. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> let him play the games. Kevin, to wrap it up. So, Kevin, great wrap it up. Kevin, great start these two albums were yes awesome. and so we and obviously i've been looking forward to doing your formative for it and we can't wait to do these next two we're gonna come they're gonna come at you pretty quick because we're gonna do them so pretty, what are those albums um, those albums are gonna be ahead, animals by pink floyd and master of puppets by metallica right on. wow delightful yeah do some listening animals and master of puppets and master puppets which just turned 35 the other day yes Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We're Thank you very next much. Next episode, for yeah. Challenge podcast, and we have one more, one more episode this season. 
and we'll see you in two so, weeks, I think. So, yep. Anything else, gentlemen? Stay Rate tuned. us for five stars. We to love you. To you again. We always love you. Yeah. And that yes. too. And be well and stay yeah. safe, all that stuff. Uh, stay, you know. Right. And, and get your vaccine, goddammit. So stay COVID free. And, yeah. <laughs> get uh, get in the herd so we can. Uh, it's been a see live music. Together. Yes. Get in the herd. Get in the get herd. In the herd. Yeah. Getting heard. Right. This is the yeah. one thing I want getting heard. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for joining the Music Challenge podcast for Andrew, Rob, Jed, and Kevin. Uh, this is Andrew. And uh, we'll talk to you. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, talk to you later. Bye bye. Peace. Peace.